Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing in our investments for your entertainment purposes. This is March 26, 2021. Well, if it's not inflation, what would you call it? So we've had budgets this week from different forms of government in Canada, the Ontario provincial budget, the federal budget. But let, let's start with something. I was in the grocery store this week, and I got to tell you, I've never spent more for groceries in my life. It was like 300 bucks, and there's two of us. And I don't buy any prepackaged stuff. I don't spend a lot of money on that. I'm buying vegetables, fruits, basics, you know. I'm, I'm not uh, buying a lot of packaged, pre-made dinners or anything. A lot of vegetables, a lot of fruits, as I said. So I thought about, you know, what I used to spend and what I'm spending now, and it's gone up significantly. And we've talked about this many times, and I look around and think, you know, we talked about the budgets that were coming out, and, you know, you look at America, for example, the recent, uh, what they call the COVID package, which doesn't have a lot to do with COVID, but, you know, it's a 1.9, I believe, trillion dollar um, spend. And so you have to ask yourself, well, where's the money coming from? Where, where are, Where's the money in Canada coming from to pay these programs that we need? Well, they're, they're not coming from taxes because you can't possibly tax people to that extent, nor now, nor ever probably. So where on earth, because the government doesn't have a business, it's not like they're selling more widgets or you know, corn or soybeans or doing any kind of business. They are taking money from taxpayers or, as I've talked about many times, they are printing money. And I thought... What does that mean again? And if you've listened to this podcast over time, you know that I continue, continually struggle with this concept because I was involved in real estate when we had 18% interest. And I'm, I'm sure years ago, if what was going on is going on now, uh, we would be talking much higher interest rates. But that's not happening for all kinds of reasons. So there's a, a lot of money chasing very few goods and services. And there's also a propensity to throw more and more money into the system. Just just flood the system with more money. And when you do that, prices go up. And the value of the money goes down. And that's just a simple thing that hasn't changed, I, I think, since, since we've been on the planet. Regardless of what we're trading. So as we, as we sort of put some sense to this, this seems to be escalating. It's not just my grocery trip. It's everything around us is, is, is sort of going that way. And I'm left with the thought of, you know, when, 
when many of us were brought up or we bring up our children, we talk about saving. But you need to save for emergencies and all those kinds of things. And, you know, I've listened to Dave Ramsey's podcast and I listened to Robert Kiyosaki's podcast. Remember, Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Fantastic book that I'm sure you may have read or should read if you haven't. And, and I listened to his podcast this week, Robert Kiyosaki, and he talked about the fact that, you know, having, having cash in the bank is for, as he said, for fools because of what's happening to the value or the lack of value of that dollar. And he talks about the use of leverage as an asset. Now, think, this is so bizarre. We, we're brought up to think when you have a mortgage, you pay it off. When you have a debt, you pay it off. But by his discussion, if you had, just for the sake of discussion, $100,000 in debt, and the value of that 100000 drops 5 to 10% a year, I think it's more, but let's, let's say 10% a year, that 100000 is really worth ninety the next year, and it continues to drop. By having that debt, you're actually, and so let's assume you use that debt to buy an asset, you're actually making money. Now, that, that is... a that's a left, right, up, down, Seinfeld thing I can't quite place, but it's true. And so the, the fear that many of us have, if you've been investing for 40 years as I have, are the 18%, the 20%, the 22% interest rates and mortgages, which makes you want to get out of debt. But if we're stuck in this, you know, the big shock this week on mortgage rates, they went, there might be a two in front of it. So the one point something five year rate is now 2.1 or something. And that's a shock to the system. And I'm thinking, really? Could you imagine 15 years ago or 20 years ago or even 30 years ago thinking that there would be 2% interest? And that's not the only reason the value of houses has gone up because there's incredible speculation. There's incredible amount of dollars chasing very few good assets. And any good assets are being bought up very quickly. And and shortly, you have to say to yourself, well, what will happen when the assets have been purchased at reasonable prices, if there's any left? There will continue to be this sort of hyper, I don't want to say inflation because we're really not talking inflation, but this hyper sort of buying frenzy. I was watching a beehive this week, which... Uh, which unfortunately for the host hive, but fortunately, I guess, if you're a robber, was being robbed by other bees. And if you go to wildflowerbeefarm.com, in about an hour, this is Friday, uh, March 26th, so probably an hour or so, it'll be, it'll be posted at wildflowerbeefarm.com. You'll see these bees in a frenzy trying to get in to get some free honey. They are just, they are just beside themselves. Uh, you can go on Instagram. I'm going to post something on Instagram showing you a little clip of that. It's just, it's a frenzy of activity because it's free honey. And it seems to be what's happening in our world today. It's like it's like a freebie time. People think, well, I have to get in. If I don't get in, someone else will. And these bees are falling over each other to get into this hive because it's such a good deal. And that's why I think, you know, it, it, it almost reminds me of what we see happening when houses are listed for sale. There's a frenzy of activity. People are lining up, falling over each other to get in. And I think when you see the, the beehive video, you'll know what I'm talking about. So it will continue. And the other part that's concerning is lack of productivity. That there's been a, um, I saw a restaurant owner, and I can't remember his name, who has a chain of restaurants throughout the United States. He does this show about, uh, he's a billionaire and he, uh, 
looks up small companies to try to help them and also help his own business by bringing in unique products. But he said his biggest problem today is finding employees. Because of the benefits, it makes more sense for many people to stay at home as opposed to going to work in the service industry. So the question comes up, what's going to happen with that? Well, wages have to go up because you have to entice people to come back to work. Again, things will cost more. So you have all these factors, other than high interest rates, that are pushing, pushing prices to go up. So when you do that without, you know, before the governments would raise interest rates to reduce demand, people wouldn't be able to afford to continually, you know, refinance their their houses, their businesses at 2% to try to um, purchase more assets. But eventually, it's going to continue to escalate to a point where I don't know what's going to happen. So when we think about today, you know, you take a step back and, and it really is a time to have pause. That it, it may be a time to do nothing. Absolutely nothing. You don't have to do anything. Uh, be diversified as as I, I focus on, you want to try to get different things going on, but you want to make sure you, you think cautiously about really not understanding because what's happening today, I mean, if you watch CNBC and all these stations, they have no idea. Um, the experts have no idea. Um, I think of the final thing that happened this week, which you probably saw too, is where the ship in the Suez Canal went sideways and all of a sudden prices went up around the world because ships were lined up and they couldn't ship anything. And many of the things on these ships were energy-related fuel. So you think that our pipeline from Canada down the United States has been shut down because it's not environmentally friendly, but we're traipsing around the world in our oceans, on our water with um, energy, oil, gas, compressed natural gas because there's such a demand for it, and that somehow is better than a pipeline. So not a lot of sense making out there, so don't try to do it. Look forward to be able to go fishing pretty soon. Uh, that seems to make the most sense today, and just sitting tight and not doing anything. I'm Hank. You have an amazing day. Look forward to speaking with you again next time.